Welcome to Project Vetcast, 15th episode, and thanks for tuning in. The first part of this episode will continue my coverage on different kinds of hormones that can influence sadness, depression, and other negative feelings. And specifically, I'll be going over what happens when you have low happy hormone levels. For the interview portion, I got to interview Carrie Beavers, an Army veteran with Soldier Girl Coffee Company. Carrie talks about her journey starting with the Army and how she made it to becoming the founder and CEO of her own coffee company. She also highlights some of the veteran companies and brands she works with. Carrie has found her mission in life and is killing it with Soldier Girl Coffee Company. Great job, Carrie. Towards the end, uh, I'll be covering um, a university teaching career. So I know I talked about how high happiness hormone levels should lead to happier people, but simply saying high happiness hormone levels make you, you are obviously happier um, and feeling better or low happiness hormone levels, you're sad, depressed, or you're going to feel other negative feelings. It's just not that simple. Learning how each happiness hormone affects the body is, uh, is pretty important. And I started to understand why, as I looked at each, uh, happiness hormone, for example, oxytocin inhibits brain areas associated with behavioral control of fear and anxiety and protects against stress. Uh, SciPost.org in 2016 said receiving a dose of the hormone oxytocin can change the way emotions are processed in the brains of people suffering from chronic depression. Oxytocin is a hormone known to be related to making social bonds and processing emotional information. Because of this, some psychologists have suggested that therapy with oxytocin may serve as an effective treatment for disorders related to poor social and emotional cognition by making these experiences easier to process. However, SilenceDaily.com, um, and this was released in 2013, says uh, love hormone is two-faced. Oxytocin strengthens bad memories and can increase fear and anxiety. Um, oxytocin appears to be the reason stressful situations, perhaps you know, being bullied at school or tormented by a boss, reverberate long past the event and can trigger fear and anxiety in the future. It's because oxytocin actually strengthens social memory in one specific region of the brain. If a social experience is negative or stressful, the hormone activates a part of the brain that intensifies the memory. Oxytocin also increases the susceptibility to feeling fearful and anxious during stressful events going forward. Um, so that was kind of crazy to learn about oxytocin. Excuse me. <clears throat> but then serotonin, for example, um, it is a chemical serotonin is a chemical nerve cells produce. It signals, it sends signals between your nerve cells and it's found mostly in the digestive system. I would have never thought about that. Um, serotonin impacts every part of your body from your emotions to your motor skills. Serotonin is considered a natural mood stabilizer. It's the chemical that helps with sleeping, eating, sleeping, sleeping. <laughs> uh, it's the chemical that helps with sleeping, eating, and digesting. It helps uh, reduce depression, regulate anxiety, heal wounds, stimulate nausea, maintain bone health. All that seems really good, and it's really important to have high levels of serotonin in your body. Uh, bowel movements. Serotonin is primarily found primarily in the body's stomach and intestines, and it helps control your bowel movements and function. With your mood, serotonin in the brain is thought to regulate anxiety, happiness, and mood. Low levels of the chemical have been associated with depression, and increased serotonin levels brought on by medication are thought to decrease arousal. 
when dealing with nausea. Serotonin is part of the reason why you become nauseated. Production of serotonin rises to push out noxious or upsetting food more quickly in diarrhea. The chemical also increases in the blood, which stimulates the part of the brain that controls nausea. Sleep. This chemical is responsible for stimulating the parts of the brain that control sleep and waking. Whether you sleep or wake depends on what area is stimulated and which serotonin receptor is used. Blood clotting. Blood platelets release serotonin to help heal wounds. The serotonin causes tiny arteries to narrow, helping form blood clots. Bone health. Serotonin plays a role in bone health. Significantly high levels of serotonin in the body and the bones can lead to osteoporosis, which makes the bones weaker. There you go. Another reason why having too much serotonin or too much of a happiness hormone could be a bad thing. Low levels of serotonin are associated... Oh, by the way, this is the sexual function part. So <laughs> low levels of serotonin are associated with an increased libido, while increased serotonin levels are associated with reduced libido. Um, so yeah, you can see why having too much serotonin would be a bad thing. <clears throat> it's important to understand that hormones are supposed to be balanced and what we do the decisions we make all affect it all affect the balance of your hormones in ways that you might not realize you know the company you surround yourself with you may not feel the happiest around them and that could affect your happiness hormones the food you eat impacts your insulin and your metabolism and everything else affects your happiness and whether or not you become happy or depressed. There are a ton of life decisions we make every day without even thinking about it. And that affects you, whether your hormones can stay, will stay balanced or become imbalanced. Um, so maybe take the time to look at what you do every day and kind of look at it and be like, all right, cool. This decision, how is it affecting my body? How is it affecting my happiness? How is it affecting my mood? Uh, what is it doing to me? Because I'll be honest, there are day, there are times in the day where I'll feel a certain way about something and have no idea why. And it's probably because I'm not paying attention to what decisions are making me, uh, are pushing my hormones different ways. Um, <laughs> Studying hormones has showed me a lot about how the body regulates um, its functions and how important a balanced, uh, how, how excuse me, how important, <clears throat> how important balanced hormone levels are to being a happy, successful, functioning person in society. Now that I'm off my uh, soapbox of talking about the importance of balancing your hormones and regulating. Uh, your decisions, both conscious and unconscious. Let's get to the interview with Carrie Beavers. Um, she has a really interesting story to tell and let's get to it. What is up, guys? I have with me Carrie, the CEO and founder of Soldier Girl Coffee Company. Now, her story is pretty unique, and it's uh, I'm just going to let her tell it. Um, how's it going, Carrie? Hey, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Um, what 
man, great with words right now. Um, <laughs> what encouraged you to join the military in the first place? So I got in when I was 18. Um, I tried to college for about a semester and didn't know what I wanted to do or wanted to be. So um, somehow a recruiter got a hold of me at the right time and I thought that looked like a good idea. So I joined during the Gulf War and my, yeah, my mom was kind of crying when I left because that was not the best time. (laughs) She didn't think that was the best time for me to be joining, but that's, that's when I went in. I was 18. Gotcha. Um, what did you do in the army? So I started out as a cook for two years in Germany. And then when I got out in 93, I went into the, Army Reserves. Nice. And that was 82nd Aviation at Fort Bragg. And I tried to sell pagers on the civilian side and uh, sucked at it. So I ended up getting (laughs) fired. And then I was like, screw this. And I was already at Fort Bragg and, you know, everybody military around me. And I was just like, I'm going to get back in. Yeah. I went to medic school and stayed until 2001. Very nice. Um, did you have a favorite job or did you enjoy them both or? There's the things I liked about both of them. Mainly the first, mainly the cook one was about being in Germany, you know, a different country, but I don't miss, I didn't miss like people giving me crap about, you didn't put enough green beans on here, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. So I didn't miss getting all the crap from the guys. So I really enjoyed medic though. I really, I mean, cause I, that was my passion is healthcare. So. Um, I don't think I asked you this before. How was your transition experience out of the army when you got well, out in 2001? Yeah. So I will tell you real quick about getting out in 93. Oh, okay, yeah. transition from out of Germany. Um, you know, people talk about, yeah, there's not really a lot of help transitioning and in 93, they gave me a piece of paper and they said, just go sign out all your stuff. And that was, that was the whole transition for me out of Germany. And then uh, Fort Bragg, yeah, Fort Bragg was a little bit better, but still nothing compared to what they're trying to do. I think they've changed a lot. I don't know, but it was a little bit better, but it's still kind of just, you know, being thrown out there. Yeah. Um, Where did you go when you got out? So when I got out, um, cause my ex-husband now, um, was my husband at the time and he was in the army too and he wanted to get out. So I ended up getting out and we went to Michigan where he's from and ended up staying there. Um, yeah, right after the, the military. Gotcha. Um, what did you do when you got out? Well, I went to school uh, for nursing and ended up getting a CNA job, a certified nursing assistant job, and nice. just working and going to school. Um, how long did it take you to go through school? Because of the, um, well, I ended up getting divorced at that time. So, I'm sorry. Um, Hopefully things are better, though. Oh yeah. It was a long time ago. (laughs) Very nice. A long time ago. Um, So yeah. So 
ended up getting divorced then. So I couldn't really concentrate at school and I ended up um, quitting. And then there's another time that I came back and tried it again and I ended up quitting again. So finally, um, and that was like 2001 all the way, you know, 2009, I finally got my nursing license. Very nice. Good job. Thank you. Kept on <laughs> so, it too. Yeah. I just never gave up. I'm like, yeah. So that's, that's what happens when you don't give up. I'm sure it wasn't easy, but it sounds like you, you know, you kept it up. You got it. Um, yes. What'd you do after you graduated? So I went to, uh, so that was 2009. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. You're talking so about nursing school, right? Yeah. Okay. So I went to work in a nursing home first as a nurse, and that was quite the experience. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. As a new nurse, uh, but there's a lot of reward to it with elderly, but it's a lot, it's very challenging. And so I learned a lot. Let's just say that. And then I ended up actually, <laughs> I, I bounced around some, I worked in the emergency room and I've worked um, home health care. There's just so many opportunities. And, uh, you know, I just kept kind of expanding my nursing experience and working in different areas. Gotcha. <clears throat> um, what did you, so you said you mentioned uh, do, being a nurse from 2009 to 2019. Um, or 2020. I'm sorry, 2020, excuse me. That's uh, fine. I know I read a little bit about um, your experience with uh, getting counseling. How did that go? Yeah, so I, you know, after... 30 some years, I got tired of my own crap and <laughs> was convinced to put a claim in. And um, so once I put that claim in, I did not realize putting all that stuff on paper for, P you know, my PTSD related to MST. I didn't know that that was going to open up so many wounds and um, be as difficult as it was. So I did end up getting counseling in that at first I, I, I swear my psychiatrist probably thought I was the biggest wench because I didn't want to be there. And I was just like really mean. And I was like, I don't want to talk about this. You know what I mean? Cause they're like forcing it out of you. And I just, I just, it was very like me still wanting it, but very um, abrasive to it. So, but finally I, you know, I went, I went long enough that I, I know that it helped me. Got, were there, ever moments before you were convinced that you thought you would go get it or was it just something you kind of pushed to the back of your mind? Yeah, I didn't. Um, it was just pushed way to the back of my mind because I was kind of in denial that I even had PTSD and I was just kind of letting it run my life and me making my, you know, maybe not the best choices and just, that's what I, I kind of like to tell my story because I don't, if people have PTSD symptoms or I just think it's good to go get it checked out um, earlier than later because it can be like, you know, it can take over stuff in your whole life. Absolutely. So how long did it take for your claim to go through? Um, it ended up taking two years and then uh, I got, First, I got 70 and then I didn't quit with that. So I went back and got till I got 100%. 
going through the claim process, was there ever a time where you just felt like it was impossible? Oh, it was very... <laughs> I drove myself nuts. Like, I'd be on the phone. I'd be looking on the computer. I'd be, you know, like every... It seemed like every day. Is it, yeah. is it accepted yet? You know, I drove myself crazy. But I'm glad I went through that experience because I've been able to help some other veterans um, get 100%. And I, you know what I mean? I went through that and I've went, and they haven't had to go through as much as I did. I guess you could say that. Yeah. I mean, like, was there... I don't know. I just... Uh, I know when I hear... And nothing like your experience is your experience. I know sometimes I hear uh, veterans just talk about how it seems like they're alone in the entire process itself. Oh, yeah. yeah. Go I, from a, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I guess I'll just mention. Sorry about that. Um, no, no worries. Yeah, I basically after I had help filing it in the beginning, I was pretty much on my own the rest of the time. So, yeah. And it what is. what it helped you? Be. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, it can be. <laughs> Go ahead. What helped you kind of with that whole process of going from feeling alone to realizing that, you know, there were other people out there, too? Are you talking about filing the claim? I'm sorry. No, no, no worries. Uh, so I know we had talked about earlier. You said that you had um, you felt like you were really alone. You got to a low point. And then you kind of okay. shifted to where that all changed for you. Okay. All right. I'll switch gears here. Yeah. So going to do the claim and writing it down, um, bringing up all that stuff really messed with my mental health. And I got to a point that, yeah, that I was really low and I didn't want to live. I didn't want to live with PTSD anymore. I was so tired of self-sabotage and um, just everything. And, you know, I wanted to kill myself, but... Luckily, I got on a, I found some veteran groups online and I ended up reaching out on there and I was just overwhelmed by the support. And then I just kept seeing people, um, other veterans get on there and, you know, saying they wanted to end their life. And I would, uh, I kind of, it kind of flipped it around to where I felt like, okay, if I'm listening, I'm helping. And then that was helping me to where I could just go. And then I got with a veteran um, crisis um, team and I would help them, you know, pass on the people to them to get them help and stuff like that. So that was very therapeutic to me to see that I could help. And it's such a, it was overwhelmingly, such an overwhelmingly problem to me that I was like, this is huge. I can't even like believe how many people like, feel like this. You know, I was, I was clueless because I wasn't really in the veteran groups and stuff, you know, but. Are there any veteran groups you want to name or uh, highlight that have helped you? You know, this, this, this gruntled underground um, before they got changed, they still help. But I mean, I think they unfortunately Facebook wiped them out and then they had to start over again, but they got, got to build up pretty quick, but Good. yeah. It's unfortunate um, actually. Yeah. So after you went through the whole claim process and, uh, with being able to help other veterans when everything was said and done, how did you feel? Was it, was it like, did you feel like it was just a, a really stressful moment in life or was there like a, a sense of relief? 
Um, I, I would say there was some relief to it. I, it helped some. I was still doing nursing and I was still, uh, my PTSD problems were, I mean, it just seemed like my anxiety and PTSD and everything was getting worse the longer, I don't know. But so I was still trying to do nursing and, you know, hide that I have PTSD. And <laughs> so there was a whole nother can of worms there. Um, and then by telling them, my boss that I had PTSD, I started getting treated differently. And um, so as soon as COVID hit and I was in an office setting, they didn't need uh, as many nurses and I got let go. Gotcha. So, and then luckily my claim came through about the same time. So it all worked out. There you go. Yeah. Um, is that about the point you got involved with uh, Soldier Girl Coffee Company or what happened in between then? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I had been in a veteran uh, business group for about a year and we meet like once a week on Zoom and um, we'd all be talking about, you know, business, marketing, how to grow a business. Um, and really through that encouragement and the mentorship, it gave me like the courage to realize that I could do it. My, you know, I could do this myself. I can start my own business. So it kind of took other is with the help of other veterans, like going, yeah, yeah. You know, cheering me on. So <laughs> giving me that push that I needed. And that really, really helped because I don't think I would have done it without them. How long did it take you to get uh social girl coffee company started? Only about, I think I started looking at it, running the ideas, um, November, 2020. Yeah. November, 2020 started with the whole concept getting, you know, and then I was lucky to get networked with people, you know, to know the roaster and stuff like that to get my oh, wow. roaster. So the networking helped and it was just so fast. It's just been so fast since it's like a big snowball. It just took off. And so I didn't launch the, the company until March 13th of 2021. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. You're excited for the uh, one year anniversary. I can't even believe it's here already. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It's been, it's, it's been a whirlwind. That's for sure. What was I going to say? Oh, uh, what are some of the brands that you've been able to partner with? So some of the programs. So I, I like to focus. So my whole focus was to focus on groups that get veterans out of isolation and into like more camaraderie things, fishing, hunting, or um, stuff like that, because I just believe that isolation has a lot to do with you know, the depression and getting lower and all that stuff. So I try to help with those programs. But um, so one of them is J-Dog Brands. And okay. that's been a blessing. I mean, he has the heart, he has the largest fran veteran franchise in the, you know, in the whole United States. And uh, he's just been growing. It's been amazing to watch him grow so fast. I got that's another awesome. one. You know, there's another one, another one. <laughs> yeah. So that's been pretty awesome. And I got to do the Discovery Channel commercial on his. Yeah, that's right. Tell me about that. <laughs> oh, that's that's funny. If you want to know that story, <laughs> absolutely. I'm a. Uh... So yeah. 
here's me. Here's me. Uh, you know, this veteran. I don't know anything about Hollywood and commercials. <laughs> and basically, like, said, okay, you can have, you can have a commercial, but you got to put it together. <laughs> All right. And uh, so at first, I kind of, and I'm not saying. I mean, everybody's been great, but I had somebody try to make a video for me. Like, I was like, I didn't really know what I was doing. So it was more of the military female um, badass, like, but it, it, it's not for Discovery Channel, I guess, you know. <laughs> so we ended up not being able to get rejected. So this is funny. They're like, okay, you got 13 days, you know. So I had 13 days left to actually, if I want to ever submit it. So I was blessed enough to get um, <laughs> another veteran that helped me do the commercial. And it was shot at Johnny Cash's farm. And Really? Yeah. Everybody, he was a veteran. And then everybody that I employed for the commercial was a veteran. All Very all. nice. Yeah. And uh, they shot it in one day. Wow. <laughs> so that's how. It was crazy. It was crazy fast. I was on vacation in Florida. And I'm like, I've only got 10 days. Can you help me? Or 13 days. He's like, I can't, you know, we're back and forth while I'm supposed to be on vacation. But I never was. And um, so, yeah, we put, luckily put that together. Um, it's called Save the Homefront. Actually, that's who the guy that um, runs that helped me. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So there's that. I'm sorry to go on about that, but um, no, no worries. I mean, that's that's I I I know I can't say that I've ever done a commercial for Hollywood or TV or any of that. So when you said that, I was like, well, how does that work? And then you're going through yeah. this whole, Well, they gave me 13 days, and I'm like, <laughs> gee, I don't know about this. It sounds kind of crazy, no. right? And then it got <laughs> when it got submitted, I was just like, oh, please accept it. <laughs> <laughs> but we just took a whole. I mean, I do have. Trust me, if I had a lot more money, a lot more time with it, I would have been yep. more of a military vibe. But I'm I'm blessed with the fact that I could gear it towards women veterans and business owners. And so we just went that way with it and um kind of highlighting women. Yeah. Stereotypes that they face, blah, 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 stuff like that. But um, not to say it's not important. It's just well, no, it I can say that I have <laughs> some um uh... One of my bosses in the military uh, was a woman or is a woman still. Sorry, excuse me, um, is a woman. Uh, but she would talk about, you know, joining the rate that we were in, um, just how males were particularly rough on her because she was a woman. So I, I can yeah. I, okay. I from a point of view, I can understand why. Yeah. So, yeah, we got to focus on that. And then it was just awesome that I could be able to help all that you know, those veteran actors, whatever, you know? Mm, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll just back up a tiny bit. So when I started the company, I'll go back into more programs that I'm helping, but no to start off, I, I wanted to help in other ways too. So like I said, getting veterans out of isolation, stuff like that. So I put together a photo shoot in Texas and I, I live in Illinois, so I didn't even get, you know, go, <laughs> but I put it together with um, some female veterans and they got to go do the ride tanks thing or something Oh, really? in Texas and spent the day doing that and doing the photo shoot. And I paid, you know, for their dinner and just to, just to have like that 
and I That's know great. that yeah. yeah, and I know that um, a couple of them were combat vets, and oh wow, like one, you know, one wasn't very sociable. She didn't really like to get out, and but she had a blast. So oh, that's awesome. Just, yeah. So I got to, you know, that's my mission to bring him out. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it was fun. I didn't you get know, to go, but it was fun watching. It's, it's satisfying. You know what I mean? It's very you, humbling. Through the things that you've done. I mean, I, I myself have tried to think of ways to do stuff like that. It all seems really complicated, but as you tell it, it sounds so simple. And I'm just sitting here really? like slapping myself. Oh going, my gosh. What are you waiting for? (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of prepare, a lot of. Oh, I'm sure. Preparation, but you know, and just getting the right people to, to help or whatever. Um, What was I going to say? Oh yeah. Um, So what were some of the other organizations that you were able to partner with? So um, the Birdwell Foundation for PTSD is pretty huge. Um, they're branched out all over the United States. Like they have one big foundation and they're branched off and, you know, here and here and here. So that's pretty amazing. Just yeah. uh, I started out with Jason White. He's got a, a chapter of it. So, oh, but cool. I've actually partnered with the, the you know, the guy, the main one, <laughs> Oh, nice. but, um, you know, I haven't really got into the process of him. What does the Birdwell, uh, excuse me, the Birdwell mm-hmm. foundation do? Well, they help support veterans with PTSD or dealt with military sexual trauma and vet- first responders, um, stuff like that. Like they even, they'll even go to their house, first responders, veterans, whatever. I mean, they do a lot of counseling and they might go to their house or they just do a lot of different things that help with that. And they do events and um, just try to help with that stuff. But uh, so another one is the Ultimate Veteran Adventures and they take veterans out on fishing trips or hunting. And um, so I've been able to help them a few times, you know, getting veterans out. I've helped. Actually, one I forgot to tell you is Veteran Sheepdogs of America. I got to sponsor like a, they had a enlisted chapter thing where they had like a movie night and a dinner night for veterans to come out. And I think 15 came out and I sponsored that. So they got, oh, wow. But I have to tell this funny story because I always, I always give them crap about it. <laughs> I love funny stories. Yeah, I love, well, I love it's, stories it's in general. Funny to me. <laughs> That Soldier's Girls Coffee was sponsoring that whatever that movie was with Matt Best in it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so um, from Black Rifles. So I was like, really? Yeah. You know, Soldier Coffee. <laughs> you know, I'm sponsoring. Uh, really? But that's okay. I was just kind of <laughs> I had to go. I had to like talk to him. I was like, really? But I was just glad that they came out. And... So that's another thing I had to do. Um... I want you to know if you have. Any stories at all that you want to tell, you don't have to like hesitate to tell them. I love stories. So, yeah. So, uh, let's see. Camp Freedom, they do a lot with veterans. Um, they, they do like, they have like gun things where I want to say gun raffle, but I don't think that's it. I think they do more like shooting thing events and stuff like that. I need to find one of those near me. Yeah, here's the bad thing. It's not bad, but I live in Illinois, and you know, oh, yeah. and I get invited to everywhere. 
Oh, come to California, go fishing. Uh, you know, on a charter trip, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like if I wish I could go everywhere that I've been invited. It, I'd just be like traveling all over the place. But, Start uh, building frequent flyer miles. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, someday I will be able to go. There you yeah. go. But yeah, so um, I donated Vinyl, Final Salute Inc. and they are, they help um, homeless veteran women. But they do a lot to help people that are on the verge of homelessness with their children or stuff like that too. That's they awesome. Actually, they actually run the Miss America, the Miss Veteran America thing um, too. Huh. So I got to support the one of the runner ups this last time. I oh, that's cool. Her. Yeah, it's a lot of fun stuff. I've met so many amazing people. It's just. It's crazy. It's, it sounds like it. I mean, I'm learning a lot about organizations I had no idea existed. And really? I'm yeah. over in the Hampton Roads area where we're, you know, one of the bigger military communities. And I don't like, you know, seeing stuff like this, like, you know, you said Final Salute Inc. helps homeless people uh, hmm. or uh, Ultimate Veterans. Any, mm-hmm. Yeah. Any of the, organizations you mentioned prior birdwell foundation for ptsd camp freedom um so it is cool to hear you talk about these organizations that are helping people and being able to the people who listen to the podcast or follow on the youtube channel being able to maybe you know expand awareness about what's near them um in their area or what they can look up and and who to support and help because that's pretty right um there was a cool one you told me about earlier webs yeah, um, so a cool veteran runs that, Sandy Blair. She uh, she's badass. She had a picture <laughs> of um, oh, what's Gary Sinise on her, you know, shaking her hand, and <laughs> that's cool. Leno on one side and Gary Sinise on the other. I'm like, okay, you got to meet Gary Sinise. I, I, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, you yeah. know, he's one of the cooler guys outside of the military. I think he has his dad was military though. Yeah. But, uh, I'm not sure, but I know he does a lot. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. He, uh, you know what? I think I think uh, I read about when he went out to visit one of the uh, places overseas. I don't want to misquote whatever I read, mm-hmm. but he went overseas and uh, they held a promotion for him and promoted him to uh, captain, I think it was. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, so um, the, the yeah. web's thing is um, women empowered, building strong, and she does a lot of events and fundraisers and stuff like that um, to help women veterans. She's she just does so much. I can't even really say everything she does right now. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. But pretty awesome. Um, I've had smaller ones come out. I just can't remember all the names. Oh no, no worries. So many. I'm actually the only one I have that's not veteran related. I but he is a veteran, but he he came out and asked me about this lady has cancer. They're doing like some kind of fundraiser for her. So I donated a little bit of coffee for that. But um, other than that, Operation Valor Arts is another one. Where they okay. Use and I sponsored like a golf outing or something. Very nice. Ones. Yeah, there's so much stuff. I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, you, it sounds like you're very involved. It sounds like uh, through what you've gone through you've uh found you i'll start this way 
I've seen on uh, social media, I've seen on, um, or I've talked to people and it just seems like sometimes, you know, the military gives you purpose when you join and they they tell you where to be, what to do. And there's a sense of community, but when you get out, people tend to lose mm-hmm. that. So it seems like through your experiences, you've gone from somebody who struggled and, and, and went through a lot of uh, mental and physical trauma to you got help. Um, you kind of got past your scars and you have made such a, like, you found your sense, your purpose, you're, uh, you're driven by the community and it just sounds like you're in a, a great place. Yeah. I, it's a blessing because, you know, I, I wish that everybody could find that, but I know that, you know, a lot of people don't after they leave the military and I didn't for a long time. So it's, I can totally understand you go from, you know, you're this one, you have all this purpose at this job or whatever you're doing to you come out here and you don't have enough education to do crap. <laughs> don't, you're you're yeah. a medic. Okay. You can't be anything. You can be an EMT and get $8 an hour. Back in 2001, they're paying like eight bucks. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so stuff like that, I get it. And I, I just, I just want to help. And yeah, I'm very blessed to, that I could find it again because I've had, a, I've had a rough 30 years off and on. I mean, not all of it was bad, but I've, I've done things. I've, you know, drugs I've done, a lot of things to try to cope with it or just risky behaviors. And I just got tired of my own shit. So like just <laughs> now I can't do this anymore. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I have found my purpose. So that I'm very happy and blessed about that. In your entire experience. Cause it, it sounds like you've been through a whole lot. Um, as I've mentioned earlier in your entire experience, what is the biggest lesson you've learned so far? Can I have two? <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, go for it. Okay. Mindset's one, and I'll focus on that in a second. But okay, I think I want my whole, you know, a lot of my message to be that even if you have PTSD, you know, there's ways. And yes, I might not have a great day every day, but there's ways that you can... Um, help yourself. And a lot of it. And then the second thing, it, like everything has to do with your mindset and um, through the face, you know, the Facebook veteran groups and stuff like that. I've um, found people and mentors and stuff like that to really help me with that. And then, like I said, I wouldn't be this far if I didn't have that, that mindset work because I know with my PTSD, it kind of, it can bring you down a lot. And then if you just stay there, you know what I mean? If you're not thinking, why I'm just going to live like this or, you know, I'm just going to stay stuck and feel sorry for myself, or I'm just going to go drink and make it feel better. I'm just going to try some drugs or, you know, so it's all about mindset and finding that help. If you need it, just whatever you have to do to try to work on your mindset. Gotcha. Um, Any of the, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say like the, self-help celebrities or whatever you know grant cardone <laughs> gary v Gar- yeah. robert kiyosaki um i think i'm pretty sure i've heard veterans say this too so i could be you know there are a lot of people i'm not quoting so my apologies but uh yeah no it's just they talk about our mindsets and how if uh no matter what your goals are if you can't get in the right mindset uh it's hard to achieve them so yeah no mm-hmm. i 
I'm glad that's, uh, I think that's awesome. Um, yeah, I encourage, it's like, you hear about it, like, oh, go work on your, your note, you know, go work out or whatever. But it really is. And I'd get one piece of it and I'd be like, okay, whatever, buddy, you know, <laughs> but it really is a circle to make you feel like a lot better. If you're working on your mental, your physical, your spiritual, everything comes, yep. if everything can come together, like it in your balance, trying to at least work on a little bit of each of everything, you'll feel so much better. I think a lot of people uh, are used to the mission comes first mindset and forget to take care of themselves. Well, I can totally relate because I've been doing this about 10 months and I just recently um, started working out more. So I like, cause I was, you know, setting up my computer like all the time. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm sure well, I can relate to that. Like I get in this and I'm like, but now I'm actually to where I'm working out and I'm feeling better about that. Heck yeah. Um, <laughs> is there anything else we haven't talked about that you would uh, like to mention or Anything we've missed? Oh, there's so much. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I know, and again, with uh, with business, you know, I don't want to, with any time I interview a business, I don't want mm -hmm. to, like, I know people who provide services and I don't, like, their entire job while they're getting paid is to provide that service or, uh, so I don't want to, like, you please don't feel like you have to share something or, you know. Mm -hmm. No, I just uh, I just want to keep on helping um, the organizations, but like my customers are obviously, I wouldn't be here without them. <laughs> but I, I will tell you, it takes work. I've had to work up that customer base and I've had to nurture it and I've had to, it's been a lot of time, but it's worth it if you really, you know, want to do that if you're interested in business, but it's hard work. I would like to apologize to you and to uh, the loyal customers over at Soldier Girl Coffee. I totally <laughs> planned on having a uh, a mug and some coffee set up. Uh, even though it's a little later, I would have drank some decaf or something, but had a mug and a coffee uh, and some coffee set up in it. So I dropped the ball on that, and I am sorry. Well, we'll forgive you this time. Okay. Just this once. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll have to buy a mug and I'll just <laughs> sip it in my interviews. How about that? All right, that'll work. <laughs> Cool. Uh, well, guys, that's Carrie with Soldier Girl Coffee Company. She's got an awesome story. Um, and she's building a heck of a brand. She's working with a ton of veteran uh, organizations out there. And uh, that other way, sorry, I get mixed up with the direction all the time. <laughs> that is a brand that I'm going to be supporting here in the future. So thank you so much, Carrie, for your time. Yeah, thank you. Carrie, I wanted to take the time to thank you for coming on to Project VetCast. It was really interesting to hear your story, but also a lot of fun to hear you talk about Soldier Girl Coffee Company. As I say that, I am staring at my own bag of 100% Colombian coffee that I will be enjoying as I work on this podcast and, and you know, you drinking in future interviews. Um, guys, go support Soldier Girl Coffee Company. She's doing great stuff with the veteran community. She's found her purpose in life and uh, she's really killing it. So go on her website, buy some apparel. Um, you know, you can go to, she just made a big deal with Kroger, eBay, and Walmart, I believe. You can go on those websites and also buy her coffee. And uh, yeah, so I also want to apologize for how late this is coming out. I know I said uh, 12 Eastern, 11 Central, and I dropped the ball on that, so I apologize. Um, 
I try not to do that because, you know, when I say it's going to be a certain time, it's got to be a certain time. So again, I apologize and won't happen again. <laughs> um, with that being said, let us get on to the career portion. So it's kind of bizarre how to be a teacher in the United States, you have to go through so much education. You have to get your uh, degree in something, and then you have to get another degree in teaching, you know, elementary, middle, high school. But it's also kind of bizarre how I have a bachelor's degree and I can go teach an associate's level course. Um, you know, I've talked to people that have their degrees, gotten up to their master's and are teaching bachelor's level courses. And the way they talk about it, like becoming an online teacher for a, a college uh, almost sounds easy. You know, when you grade papers, you know, you do it on your own time, yada, yada. Of course, you have a, a schedule to stick to, but it's easy money is what people describe it as. So depending on where you work, depending on what university you go to, uh, as a veteran, post-secondary teachers, uh, the 2020 median pay was 80560 per year. And I'm assuming that's part-time. So, I mean, full-time, excuse me. So if you do that part-time, you'd make less, but it sounds like it'd be easy money for a veteran to make, you know, as a side hustle. Um, like I explained earlier, I learned that the higher your education, the higher you higher you can teach. And while that sounds really simple, if I, you know, getting an associate's degree doesn't really help, but if you got a bachelor's and master's or a doctor's degree, doctorate, you could teach at the associate's uh, bachelor's and master's levels. Um, and, you know, college is a really integral part of a growing adult's brain. You know, that's where you read about all these protests or about all these uh, students speaking up about certain topics going on in their community. And it's at college. So college would be, you know, they say teaching the future generations start with, you know, the kids start with, you know, elementary, middle or high school. But college seems to be like that final, hey, here you are, you're growing up, you're about to go out and be a part of the real world, uh, be on your own here's, here's how to think, you know, here's how to think for yourself. You know, we're not making you do anything, but you know, it just seems like a great place to be able to mentor people, um, as a veteran, because it's, again, it's, it's where you kind of help people think for themselves. Um, <clears throat> you know, and it, again, it also depends on where you teach. Some universities are more prestigious than others and require different, uh, you know, have different requirements and some universities are really laid back. Um, I didn't go to a college that was really stringent or strict because, I mean, they knew that a lot of people going to that college were traveling or around the world or had different schedules. So, you know, really look into the school you're applying to and, you know, because the stuff that I've been hearing about becoming like a college teacher, professor or instructor, whatever, uh, might not be true everywhere. You know, I would assume that somebody at Stanford or Harvard or a prestigious school would have a different lifestyle than somebody, say, at uh, a tech college or, um, an online school. So with that being said, really think about if you have a degree, really think about becoming, um, a college educator guys, that is it for the 15th episode. If you ever need to talk or you have any questions at all, please feel free to email me at ian at projectvetcast.com. I'm happy to listen, bounce ideas back and forth or help you figure things out. I'm a veteran. And if you're a veteran too, I'm your brother.